Listeners, you're listening to the triumphant return of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, or several sometimes, and uh, we will spoil that horror movie or those horror movies, and we'll talk about recently watched before we get into that, and we'll try not to spoil too much of that, and um, we're not professional critics. Uh, we're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello. Uh, oh, yes, and we should thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Uh, you can find their music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, or say hello to them on Facebook, where they are, the Moon-Rays. And um, we took a little time off, kind of unscheduled, uh, you know, this whole... Uh, Omicron variant didn't make things easy, and we're just going to zoom it a couple more times. Remember the good old days when we were like, oh, you know, there was this, still the Delta variant, and we got this thing licked, and everything seems okay, and, you know, we got complacent. Not we. Yeah. Not, not we, but <laughs> a bunch of people got complacent, and then bad things happened. If yeah, you, people are still complacent, though. Oh, sure. But uh, there are people who think this is just nothing, and I don't agree with them. So They're still pushing their shopping carts around the Monroeville Mall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about, um, because this is our 300th episode, and we wanted to wait till we had some uh, some good, interesting stuff ready before we recorded this. Um, well, shit. I know. I'm just going to keep vamping until it's over, and then, you know, we'll pretend that we had content. Uh-huh. Content. Content. Uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. So, Will, have you watched... You know, we don't have to go through every single thing we've watched since we did this last, because it's been a month. Oh, but, my God. It's been so much. I can't remember, but I will talk about... Uh, pick, pick a few. A couple shows that I've been watching. I haven't watched too many movies. Um, Tell it. Uh, I've watched Peacemaker on HBO Max. This is a DC TV show spinoff. Uh, is this the one with John Cena? Yes. Uh, he played Peacemaker in the latest Suicide Squad movie. Uh, the James Gunn version uh, from last year. And so he's... Re- Prizing that character, Peacemaker, who uh, is pretty much a jerk and uh, not a very good superhero, but he's uh, he's trying. And uh, it's pretty funny. I enjoy it quite a lot. Uh, I think about 
five episodes in, four or five episodes in. Um, have to wait weekly for it, which is nonsense. Appointment and viewing? It, yeah. What? What year is this? I know. But uh, pretty funny. Um, if you liked uh, James Gunn stuff, this is more of it. So, uh, John Cena is, uh, is pretty funny, but, um, I think he looks like a normal looking Rondo Hatton. If you know who Rondo Hatton is. We do. Yeah. uh, (laughs) You know, your co-hosts know him. (laughs) Yes. Um, I think he looks like that if, if, you know, Rondo Hatton hadn't had, uh, so he looks like when Rondo Hatton was a football player. Exactly. That's what I think. Like, oh, if you got, you know, if your head got big, John yes. Cena, you'd look the same. <laughs> now, Will, I got to, maybe this will ruin it for you, but I got to say, when I was looking at him, the first few times I saw him, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Where do I know him from? And then I heard somebody say, he looks like Ernest on steroids. Ah. Oh, that, yes. Yeah, just put... Put a put a white t shirt and a denim vest on him, and it's like Ernest hits the gym. Oh, man, you're right. That is that is totally who he looks like. But uh, I don't know. Show's pretty clever. So um, and then I've been watching um, another HBO show called The Righteous Gemstones. What's that about? This is a Danny McBride. Um, uh, what is the guy's name? David Green. Oh, David Gordon Green. David Gordon Green. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it is his. Uh, oh, are you still there? Yeah, I, I can see your name. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened to my picture. Everybody froze. Anyway, um, it's uh, Danny McBride's writing and uh, John Goodman and uh, Adam Devine are in it. They play a uh, a evangelical family who runs a mega church and a big, uh, you know, worldwide kind of uh, Christian entertainment empire. Kind of, um, it's it's the first season's really pretty clever. Um, I had a little bit of. T- hard time getting um into it i mean danny mcbride isn't playing a serious character but i had a hard time not just seeing danny mcbride you know uh <laughs> as a character same with adam divine if you ever watched uh workaholics he was on that and so i have a hard time not seeing that character right uh at first um First couple episodes are a little a little slow, but then they introduce uh, Walton Goggins as a character called uh, Uncle Baby Billy. Um, he is fantastic. He's he's great. Uh, he always brings it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. They've made him up to look like a seventy year old man who's had a lot of plastic surgery, and he his character and. Uh, John Goodman's character's wife were brother and sister who had a novelty act, like a novelty tune uh, in the 50s. It was some little 
you know, cutesy kind of Christian-y song called uh, Misbehaving or something. And he's still banking on that success from, you know, <laughs> more than 60 years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty good show. Um, I'm watching the second season now. I don't know that it's it's one that needed a, a second season. It feels a little, uh, I don't know, it felt like they had kind of destroyed the whole status quo at the end of the first season and then rewound it a little bit to, you know, because uh, everybody's life was pretty broken up at the end of the first season and, uh, and the start of the second, they just kind of reset everything. <laughs> And I mean, they make mention of the first season, but it seems like it would have had bigger ramifications. Uh, other than that, still pretty funny. Um, and I wish I could remember what I know. I watched a couple horror movies, but I should have written them down. I need to drop by and give you uh, Halloween kills. Oh, my God. Speaking of Danny yeah. McBride and. David Gordon Green. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's a comedy and we didn't realize. You know, sometimes they say that about movies and they'll say it's a, it's a dark comedy. And it's like, sometimes that may be true. Yeah. Did you watch it? Oh yeah. I watched it. Um, I want to rewatch it before I make any final judgments on it (laughs) because, uh, you know, not good. It, it's it, it wasn't good. He's bursting with enthusiasm. <laughs> just, just say it wasn't good. It was bad. It wasn't excellent. Was it better than Halloween Five? Everything's better than Halloween Five. <laughs> okay, was it better than Halloween Four? No. Oh. Yeah. Ouch. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Halloween three. Okay. That would be the return of Michael Myers. That's the one the, where we're Halloween in. four is the one where they basically went back to basics. Yes. Yeah. It's not better than that in my opinion, but I will say, and this is not a spoiler to say this, that, um, they do some 1978, uh, f- they, they flash back to some scenes we would not have seen that were some in between, occurrences during the night of the original movie. And, uh, those are really interesting, really cool. Uh, and then I watched the behind the scenes stuff on how they did it. And I'm like, yeah, they fully CG would Loomis and they didn't, they were just on set and they're like, Holy crap, this, you know, whatever this guy, his job was, they're like, he looks just like Loomis. (laughs) Let's put a, let's put a coat on him. And see, and see what happens. Have him cover half his face. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks just like Dracula. Yeah, he just walks around with his trench coat <laughs> pulled up to his pulled nose. Pulled up over his face. Yeah. And a bad bald cap. <laughs> yeah. Well, first they have him get out of this impossibly tiny crypt. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, I wonder if they made the actor get drink a whole bottle of wine before his uh, performance. If they want accuracy. Like the real Donald Pleasance. <laughs> I would hope so. What else did you have, Will? Uh, watching Euphoria. I don't know if anybody uh, 
watches that show, another HBO show. Um, I like it a lot, but I heard it described as Degrassi on HBO, and uh, hmm. clearly it's more of a Skins. But uh, anyway, it's teens being bad. Oh, good. Um, you know. Um, I don't want to watch teens, you know, working on their homework. Well, no. Why? Why not? You know. Yeah, if we're going to. Why, gonna, why would you want to watch that? If we're going to watch them do uh, stuff, it's going to be like steal things from their parents and go out and set, yeah. set things on do fire. Do a lot of drugs. Yeah. Do a lot of drugs. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It's a pretty good show. Yeah, do drugs, um, break then, stuff. Then we finished up the sixth season, sixth and final season of The Expanse, although there's clearly a spinoff coming because of a uh, big unresolved storyline they set up this season that uh, was left hanging. And so I hope they're doing a spinoff. Otherwise they just left that hanging. <laughs> hmm. um, I don't know if either of you ever watched that shows really good sci-fi show. Not yet. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it. I think it kind of, uh, Although really good still, I think the fifth and sixth season are a little unfocused. Um, basically, you have a group of people that are, you know, your main cast. I feel like their stories were kind of wrapped up by the end of season four, and they were kind of just there for season five and six. Uh May may not be a fair assessment. That's kind of what I felt. Uh, still really enjoyed it. It looks great. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know the premise, but basically Earth, Mars, and the outer or the uh, asteroid belt are three factions, and they're all kind of uh, fighting amongst each other. And then there's some alien elements going on there too uh check it out yeah it's a really good show um damn i wish i could remember what horror movies i watched they must have not been very good eh, you'll remember them later in the episode yeah sure that's it okay jolian what have you watched lately uh see i'm trying to remember what i mentioned last time did i mention bad biology uh, no, don't it's think so. a 2008 Frank Hennan Lotter film. Nice, oh. really. So the the guy who brought you Basket Case. Yeah, if you yeah. Thought, if you thought Basket Case wasn't transgressive enough, yeah. If you thought Frankenhooker was too tasteful, then oh. check out Bad Biology. All right. It's kind of a David Cronenberg sexual mutations, but if he went. Much too far. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, sometimes I was, I was like, what am I watching? Is, is this real? <laughs> is this real? Oh, man, I'm checking this out. Yeah, Bad Biology. Uh, Skullduggery from 1970, directed by Gordon Douglas, stars Burt Reynolds. So really? This is, a, this is a major studio film. Um, starts out as a romantic comedy adventure. And they they go into the jungles, and uh, you think you know it's, it's all going to be running around and rope bridges, etc. Um, turns into a drama about slavery. 
then that turns into a courtroom drama about humanity and it's kind of a scopes monkey trial but <laughs> depending on how the trial turns out one of the characters has committed bestiality <laughs> whoa like, how is this a major studio film uh susan clark's in it uh rosie carmel who played mud in the star trek series uh oh, william, Mar okay, yeah. william marshall who played blackula he, he's a uh, he's in the courtroom scenes uh wilfred hyde white plays this racist south african anthropologist it's it's really weird <laughs> i think it just got money because planet of the apes was such a big hit at the time so oh okay any ape people thing going they they put money into but <laughs> it's a strange film yeah everybody wanted that ape money yes uh alias nick beale from 1949 this is kind of a film noir, but it's fantastical. Um, this stars uh, Ray Milland, who's great in it. Oh, nice. Uh, Audrey Totter, she's she's always good. She's got this great apartment, which has got these really uh, Salvador Dali-esque murals on the wall. Um, well, you know, where you'd expect murals to be. Right. Um, <laughs> a ceiling, right? You could put them on yeah, a ceiling. Thomas Mitchell's in it from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Percy Helton's in it briefly. Um, Teresa Harris from uh, I Walk With a Zombie. She plays a maid yet again. Oh. Um, but it's, uh, so it's basically, it's fantastical. Ray Milland is obviously the devil. And he's tempting this this uh, guy down the dark path. Uh, but it's uh, it's made by, uh, the director's like a, he's a really serious Roman Catholic. And it's, so it's played very straight. It's not like a feel-good, Christmassy, supernatural sort of film. Yeah. Um, it gets pretty grim. Uh, so, it's, it's, yeah, if you're into film noir, then worth checking out, okay. I think. Uh, what, Shang-Chi from last year? The Marvel one? Yes. How was it? Yeah, I thought it was excellent. We, uh, we really enjoyed you know, uh, film made by Asian Americans starring Asian Americans and, you know, uh, Anglo Asians. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's got, um, uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it. it suffers from the usual Marvel Gumbyisms, uh, but it's <laughs> mm. got a really good script and characters. Uh, at one point, Orcofina gets really good at archery, which is, yeah, you have to accept that. But, uh, apart from that, <laughs> I thought it was really good. Uh, they did a good job with handling Shang-Chi's story, you know, about his father and, um, yeah, because his father's the Mandarin, right? Or at well, least his, from the comics. In the comics, his father is Fu Manchu. Oh, Fu Manchu, that's right. And uh, so they they kind of talk about that uh, and the Mandarin, but they managed to uh, sort it out so it makes it acceptable they come up with this uh explanation for where those stereotypes came oh, from okay. and, and uh, but it is handled really well uh yeah it's pretty funny as well um so i think fu manchu is still under some sort of copyright yeah marvel lost the copyright on him back yes. in the day but uh they yeah it's this kind of um embarrassing thing of their past that they've had to deal with 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So like uh, when, once the Shang-Chi series wrapped up, that, that ended about 1980-ish. And so yeah, Shang-Chi something just, like that. he just disappeared from Marvel for a decade. So, so uh, anyway. Um, now, the, is, this the, is this the guy from the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu comics? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just want to be clear that I was picturing the right dude because I have not seen a preview of this one at all. Mm. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, saw what turned out to be a Florida double bill. Mm. That's always good. Uh, Beyond the Bermuda Triangle, uh, TV movie. Uh, I think it should have been yes. called Beside the Bermuda Triangle because it, it, it doesn't really go really into really it. There. Yeah, uh, so there's a bunch of you know the beautiful people hanging out in Florida as uh, like various soap opera antics. Uh, like, will Jeff overcome his fear of speed? Uh, <laughs> will Fred McMurray find true love with a playmate third of his age? <laughs> uh, by the way, this is a Hugh Hefner production, so you can see where this is coming from. Well, sure. Uh, it was so often someone goes sailing off into the triangle and disappears, but that's kind of incidental. Um, yeah, can't recommend that one, really. And watched uh, The Alien Dead from 1980. This is a Fred Olin Ray movie starring Buster Crab, uh, wow. who's he's the sheriff of this uh, swamp town called Oviedo in Florida. And uh, uh, is a kind of Plan 9 plot, sort of alien stuff comes down, the dead start getting up. Um, there's lots of scenes in the static medium shots that go on way too long or end way too short. <laughs> so someone's like speaking <laughs> and it suddenly cuts to the next scene. Um, lots of non-actors, uh, lots of dollar stores, zombie masks. Uh, lots of 1970s fake wood paneling. Uh, the sound is usually synced, but not always. Um, there's, a, there's a scene where a mother gets pitchforked. That's a highlight. Ooh. Um, there's a scene where a deputy says, uh, you know, Chrissy Lee, people say we make a nice pair. She says, a pair of what? He says, paraplegics. Huh. Hmm. Yes. That's almost a joke. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a placeholder in the, in the script. It's a joke fragment. Oh, yeah. I, I saw worse movies than that, though. There's this one called uh, Werewolf of Woodstock. Ooh. <laughs> which is this ABC TV movie is so pathetic. It's like um, the uh, the festival has just happened, but they show stock footage and then it's like this field, which is obviously not Woodstock and there's tiny stage left and there's just litter all over the place. And this local is like really mad at all the hippies. So he goes out and he starts kicking around on the stage and lightning hits him and he turns into a werewolf. And Well, uh, yeah, duh. That's how they're made. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't stop him from driving a dune buggy around. And you're saying this is a bad movie? Yeah, it's really, really bad. Oh, but it's got a werewolf driving a it's, dune uh, buggy. Yeah, it's executive produced by Dick Clark. Hmm. So, uh, quality. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't know he did drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh, a slasher which qualifies as a wintry movie and a Christmas movie. Ooh. Uh, it's called The American Scream. 
1988, one of the one of wow. the worst worst years for slashes. Uh, yeah, never heard of this one. Yeah, the American Screamers. Uh, this family takes a Christmas trip up to Wilson Creek in the Sierras. Um, there's a wacky OTT couple as the parents. There's their son and daughter and their two friends. Uh, the son is Matt Belenghi from Elm Street Five. He's probably one of the best known people in the movie. Um, on their way up to the Sierras, the boys see another family in their car. The woman is trying to breastfeed her baby, but the man wants to feed on her breast too. So he bashes the baby's brains out on the window screen. Then the vacationers arrive at a diner and the incident isn't mentioned again. No one even talks about it. Uh, when the son goes to take a whiz, a local follows him in and stares at his penis. The boys bash the, bash the local's head in with a toilet lid. Again, this is never mentioned afterwards. Huh. No, no, one, no one mentions it. Um, a cop and his pal take the teenage girls to a strip club, as you do. Mm -hmm. uh, a stranger runs up wielding a baseball bat, but a local loony, played by Buck Flower, decapitates him with an axe. The head goes spinning, lands on a rack of spikes, so that upright, and then leers in through the window of the strip club, because this is a strip club with a window. Leers in through the strip club window at one of the teen girls, and she screams. No one else notices, and again the incident is forgotten. Oh. The girls just go back, back to their hotel and go to sleep. The next day, the local loony arrives with his stuffed dog, which is named Blue, which he carries around him, and tells the boys his family was massacred. Then you get five minutes of uh, found footage. It kind of looks like uh, one of those murder scenes from Sinister, uh, showing his family being massacred. Then the loony is shot, so the boys bury him in the snow and put the stuffed dog on top of the mound and then go back indoors to watch porn together. Wow. Then then uh, a preacher dressed like uh, someone out of the fields of the Nephilim shows up and he murders a woman who's next door to them. Uh, the kids decide that the town feeds on children. So they disguise themselves as adults and go to a country western dance. <laughs> um, I don't want to spoil the ending, but it makes as much sense as everything that has gone before. Uh, head rolls, nine breasts, one stuffed dog, and a polka scene. Huh. Well, well, all there right. you go. Yeah, the American Scream. Wow. Uh, and watch the, the New Mutants. Uh, I can't really explain that. That, that yeah, made just about that... as much sense. Uh, yeah, that was watched, a bad um, Watched uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane with Emily. She hadn't seen it before. Hmm. No? Oh, that's, that's an excellent. That's great. Um, I love that movie. Yeah. It's crueler than you remember it. Like, I've, I've watched yeah. it every 10 years or so. It's like, wow, they went, they went that dark back then. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got that great song, I've Written a Letter to Daddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. And then uh, that documentary uh, I recommended to you, uh, Woodlands Dark and Days uh, Bewitched. Yeah, I need so to watch that. Yes, it's a documentary about folk horror. Nice. Have you seen that one? It's on, it's on Canopy. 
No, I'm trying to get on Canopy. Uh, I couldn't remember my login. I was trying okay. to do that today, and I have to. Uh, I had to send an email to the library itself, and they didn't right. get back to me. But yeah, I want to check it out. It might. Uh, it's not just on Canopy. It might be on Shutter as well. But okay, really, really good. Excellent. Uh, the first hour is mostly the British stuff, as you'd imagine. And yeah. then, uh, then the next hour is uh, mostly American stuff. Uh, now, that was more interesting for me. I wasn't as familiar with that. And then it okay. goes into international folk horror. Oh, neat. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I'm looking forward to it. That's it. All right. Um, I'll start with something that was more recent because it was kind of, kind of fun. Um, I was resistant at first to give Tubi a try, the app mm. that you can watch on your smart TV spelled T. Tubi is awesome. It is. <laughs> I was resistant at first. And then I, I watched, I scrolled through it a bunch and I was like, wow, there are more good movies on here than I would expect. Um, granted you have to put up with. I don't know, probably four or five short commercial breaks during a feature length movie. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, and they're short. They're like a minute long total. And it's like three short ads. So I, I signed up for a profile or whatever you call it. Um, so I could save progress on movies because I was bummed out when I would get the most of the way through something and like fall asleep, fall asleep or fumble the remote and accidentally shut the TV off. God damn it. Uh, I know it was the worst. So I went in and signed up for it. So you could also make a list, you know, a watch list or whatever. And, uh, and I'll make this kind of quick, uh, cause there were three volumes of this documentary series, uh, three feature length documentaries called time warp, the greatest cult films of all time. So there's volume one, midnight madness, volume two, horror and sci-fi and volume three comedy and camp. And, uh, They've got a pretty good panel and pretty good interviews. Which one would you put Rocky Horror Picture Show under? Midnight Madness, and I think that's yeah. I think that's or what camp the, or horror comedy and <laughs> camp. You know, it fits into all three. Let's be clear. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it it really kind of made its name as a midnight movie. So I guess oh, that, yeah. that's where you know that's where it starts. Uh, and it, that probably is where they covered it. But, uh, these, uh, these documentaries are good and uh, a lot of fun to watch and you get some, some, uh, kind of behind the scenes stuff, but yeah, it's called time warp greatest cult films of all time. Um, so, uh, what else I watched was, um, there was something and I didn't write down the whole title. It was called hammer horror something. And I thought it was going to be a document documentary about hammer horror films and it was actually some movie where this guy has this possibly imaginary witch that shows up and starts keeping him company and uh, his girlfriend is a little concerned about him and then uh it seems like she might actually be real or just comes and goes as she pleases and uh Jolien, you'll probably remember this one from this next scene uh, the guy kind of becomes unhinged and he believes his girlfriend is the witch and he starts making a big 
woodpile and a stake outside to burn his girlfriend at the stake. Mm-hmm. Do you know this one? Mm-hmm. It's right outside the barn. He gets a can of gasoline. He's ready to go. And it's called Hammer. Hammer Horror something something. something. And, I, and I thought it was going to be a documentary, so I didn't, you know, I didn't yeah. com- commit it to memory. And then I... Don't know that title. I switched... <laughs> You don't know the title, Hammer Horror Something Something? No. I'll have to look this up. But uh, the guy made a really dumb mistake. Like, if you're going to try and burn somebody at the stake, don't you tie them to it first? Because he... Well, yeah. Well, you don't send out an invitation. Well, no, but you also don't pour the gasoline all over the wood pile and then light it and go, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Seems yeah, a little that's stupid. That's the wrong way around, I think. I think it's, it is. Last time I tried it. I'll see if I can find this. Maybe there's some viewing history or something I can toggle back to, but it was, it was, um, it could have been an amicus. No, it wasn't amicus. It was definitely a hammer, but it, it seemed like maybe the, um, so it's a hammer horror movie Yes. called hammer horror, something, something. <laughs> yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, which makes me wonder if it was retitled for the American market, possibly, uh, but I thought it might be um, maybe it's not the Hammer House of Horror. No, it's, it's not one of the TV episodes. I was wondering if it might have been, but it seemed feature length. Uh, but enough about that. We'll come back. We'll come back to that when I know more. Um, I did watch a new documentary on Shutter called Boris Karloff, the Man Behind the Monster. Oh yeah, this was good. I really liked getting a full retrospective of his career. And um, some pretty cool behind-the-scenes stuff and, and interviews with him that were obviously archival stuff. But also Sarah Karloff had lots of cool stuff to say about her dad's fans all, all those years later. And, and uh, she points out how horror fans are some of the nicest, kindest people you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, and yes, I watched Halloween Kills. And yes. we'll, we'll circle back around to that after I watch it a second time. Okay. Uh, can, I, I, can I watch it sometime? I, of course. I'll, I'll be happy to lend you my disc. Uh, yes, I still buy discs. And then I watched this. Um, oh, I didn't write down what country it was from. It was the, some Eastern European uh, short vampire movie called Leptirica. And, uh, oh, yeah. I think it was Polish. Uh, uh, no, sir. Was it Serbia? It was it was Eastern European anyway. I could I could uh, yeah. real quick look that up, but uh, the name means butterfly, and uh, I I thought you know what I have to I have to uh, watch some of this stuff when I see it and get curious about it. Uh, let's see. Wikipedia says it was Yugoslavian, made for TV movie, but it's from 1973. Mm. Uh, I see another one that says Serbian. I don't know enough about that part of the world to say that I would know the difference, to be honest with you. But, um, well, Yugoslavia got broken up. Yeah. So what was happening in 73? I don't know. I don't know my, I don't know my history of the region, but, uh, it was, I'm guessing a period piece. I'm not sure. I couldn't tell if that's just how maybe they were still living in 1973. You know, everything looked pretty old timey. Uh, it was just villagers who were dealing with uh, the fact that their flour mill had been um, put out of commission because the the miller had been killed by a vampire. So they had to get someone else into the job. 
And uh, there's this, what you think is maybe the, uh, the B plot, which is a young guy who's interested in this young woman who she's like a shepherd girl and he's a, some sort of farmhand or guy who does odd jobs. I mean, every, let's face it, everyone's kind of doing the same stuff. You know, it's, it's all about axes and trees and animals and crops. You know, there's, <laughs> nobody's like doing taxes or anything. So, uh, her uncle who is her, um, her uh, keeper basically is not having it. And so the whole village is kind of behind this nice young guy and they, they want to get them together. And there's this whole vampire business going on, which is kind of hard to ignore. So, um, that's as much as I could say without starting to spoil it, but it's worth a look. It's, it's definitely very, uh, made for TV, low budget, Eastern European, you know, it's not, um, it's not very glossy, I'll say. So <laughs> I watched that and, uh, I will say that some of the stuff they did toward the end of it surprised me a little bit. So good. Leptirica. L-E-P-T-I-R. Uh, let's see. ICA. Yes. Uh, there you go. So that's my recently watched. And, uh, because we're here at the 300th episode, we were going to use something with a 300 in it, uh, to talk about horror movies and Jolie and you found the Fangoria's 300 best horror movies. Uh This was a list from 2013. So we can't blame them if they didn't find a few new ones. Yeah. I looked for the most recent one I could. I found one on uh, a version of it, uh, maybe on Letterbox, which has seemed more recent. Um, yeah, I tried to find the most recent one I could. And this is pretty recent. Let's be clear. There's a few things that are new that everybody has watched and everybody has liked for the most part, or mm-hmm. things that were hyped that everyone hated. Um, for like uh, a random example, like in 2017, they tried making a mummy movie. You guys might remember that. Uh, no, no, blanked it. They had some actor in it. It'll come to me later, but uh, <laughs> this one's alphabetical. Uh, the, this list, which I'm happy about, because when I yes. first, when I first looked at it, I went, "Oh, sure, the number one horror movie of all time is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein," <laughs> fo- <laughs> followed by the abominable Doctor Fives. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> And, and a close third, Alice, Sweet Alice. Mm. <laughs> All of these are better than, uh, you know, The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> Things like yeah, that. I think the version of the list I found had the witch on it, so it was pretty recent. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, um, what, did, what did you make of this list, Julian? I think it was a good list. If you want to, you know, if you're new to horror movies or if you want recommendations, and uh, yeah, it's got... You know, the, your universal classics on there and mm-hmm. your your 70s classics, and the, the American Golden Age. It was a little... Yeah, li- I think it's good. It was a little light on the the, the uh, kaiju movies. Yeah, I don't think it counted like straight up giant monster movies at all. Right. But, uh, you know, fair enough. Okay, yeah. you got to draw your line somewhere, I guess. Um, um but overall, did you feel like it uh, had some stuff on it that maybe new horror fans might like 
watch that and be put off of the genre or <laughs> yeah there's there's some things uh i i i counted which ones i hadn't seen uh, i'm sure by 13 and oh you, wow so i can't i can't speak for those you did but, really uh, well uh yeah i, I think it's, it's a good list i think that's I, a lot that is a lot i think i got up to 190 ish um i'd have to look back at a text but uh yeah it was it was like 193 or something that i had watched so if you open the the little thing again it should save you should have saved where you how many you'd picked mm-hmm. at least it did on mine so you can check it that way oh i just found my text cuz uh uh, when I sent the list to Ziggy, uh, she texted back that she had seen 88 of them, which for somebody who like literally just turned 19 a few days ago, uh, man, that's pretty good. That's almost, yeah. a, that's almost a third of them. Uh, and I, and I messaged her back that, uh, I've seen 191 of them for sure. And maybe a dozen more that I haven't seen since childhood. So I can't count them. So, um, yeah, Will, how do you uh, how did you do? Did you write it down? Yeah, I got a two nineteen out of the three hundred that I've seen. All right. Um, there's a couple on here that uh, I kind of wonder why. Um, <laughs> Which ones? Did you write uh, them down? I'm looking now to see if anything jumps out at me. Do you want to do, um, do you want me to read you my short list? Yeah. Um, Go I, for it. I wrote down about a dozen uh, that Mike, I have two columns here. Is this good at all? And another column, is it even horror? And in my list of, is this good at all? I put the brain that wouldn't die. 1962. The children. 2008. Because I talked about that on a wintry three, I believe. Uh, Street Trash from 87. Now, that there's some argument you could make there for it because it is so unhinged and weird. It is. Um, I didn't write down the year of, uh, of uh, The Fearless or The Tingler. Uh, but The Tingler is just not... The Tingler's 59. Uh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, late, late 50s. Yeah, it, 58 or 59, yeah, one of those. It's one of those quintessential B movies that was it was a, it was a Castle that put that one out. William Castle. Yes. Yeah, and he had all that weird stuff he did to promote it with the buzzers yeah, under the scene. Yeah, I saw it at the Scarlet with the buzzers. Oh, that's Oh, great. really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um let's see uh Vampire Killer or the Fear I'm sorry, I wrote down the Fearless but it was the Fearless Vampire Killers. I have not yeah. seen this, but I understand it isn't good. No, it's not. That's from I 19- don't like it. It looks great, though. I yeah. bet. Beautiful. Yeah, and it had Sharon Tate in it, yes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the one I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, I've heard it's not good, but I haven't watched it. But I wrote it down because I've heard that so many times. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's fun. It's fun, and it's got great creature design and really funny, weird special effects but is it one of the greatest horror movies of all time? Um, no. no. Well, not greatest. Fangoria's 300 best. 
And I don't know if it belongs on a, on a best list. Uh, I think they, they went off, uh, it looks like ro- maybe Rotten Tomatoes maybe that, ratings. That could have been. Yeah, it sure wasn't box office because they had some made-for-TV stuff on here, like Kingdom of the Spiders, 1977. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, I remember that one. I won't say it was hot garbage, but it was... Oh, no, I like that one. It's got great, the, the ending shot. <laughs> I, that, yes. That pullback. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the ending. Shatner. And that was the age of zinger endings like that. You know, mm. the, you know, starting with Planet of the Apes. You know, yes. Everything yes. had to be like look, pull back, and there's a great map painting. Yes, look what you've you done. <laughs> Just look what you've done, humanity. Um, yes. And to uh, and to really sock at home, Plan Nine from Outer Space. One of my favorite movies, but it is not one of the best horror movies of all time. <laughs> no. Um, Pumpkinhead from 1988. Yeah, why is that on there? Um, good question. Don't know. I I think maybe because they, you know, kept practical effects on screen as much as they did. I don't know. Um, but it's a terrible movie. It's not great. Um, certainly not on my best of all time list. And then uh, uh. to round to round out my question list of is this good at all? Triangle from two thousand nine. Uh. Yeah. That shouldn't be on there either. It's got one good scene. Yeah, and we could we could spoil that because we talked about it in the show. But when it when it shows all of the doppelgangers or clones of the woman all murdered up and in a pile. Yeah. Oh, geez. There's there's one. Uh, Squirm is on here. That shouldn't be on here. Yeah, that's not great. That's where that jerky kid from New York is in that small town, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, there's killer worms. Yeah. Um, here's another questionable one. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 2003. <laughs> mm. Not uh, the original. But 03. Did they, put both, yeah. did they put both of them on the list? Nope. Just the remake. What? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Just the remake. Right. I, I hope. It has to be that just they picked the wrong one. Mm. Uh, um, I, at least I would imagine. Oh, geez. that can't be right. <laughs> I keep finding more. I'm up to two twenty one. All right, that's pretty so, cool. Uh, oh, there's one that I uh, I was wondering. I forgot was on here. I was hoping it would be uh, Tremors. Yeah, that's quite fun. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Tremors gets a pass with me for sure. Um, um, they only have the original Wicker Man on here, whereas the superior <laughs> Nicholas Cage version the bees. has been overlooked. The bees, you bitches! <laughs> my legs. Oh my legs! My legs. <laughs> um, how to get burned? Oh God! How to get burned? How to get burned? How to get burned? <laughs> oh, that movie. It is just a masterpiece. Do you guys want to hear my is it even horror list? Sure. Distilled from the Fangoria best 300 horror movies in the entire universe of all time. Um, Q. Did you guys ever see Q? The one with the flying dragon in it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a horror movie? 
wants to be. Um, it's a, a monster. Is it a fantasy movie? Is it a monster movie? Yeah, how did that get on there and you don't have lots of kaiju movies on there? Exactly my point. If you're, if you're not going to count giant monsters, then you shouldn't yeah. be on there. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't count giant monsters. Yeah, if we're not going to have uh, several of the Godzilla crew on here, then we don't want Q. Um, is Blue Velvet a horror movie? Um, yes. I mean, Frank Booth, I think his name is. Um, uh, um, yeah, Hopper's character is just nuts and does horrible yeah, things. No, okay, so he's he's pretty scary. Yeah. Is a nightmare of suburbia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's scary. It's weird. I don't know that I counted it as a horror movie. Um. I don't know. Uh, here, here's one I've not seen, um, and I don't have it on screen. But uh, I Stand Alone from 1998. Just what I read that's, of it. That's one of those I hadn't seen. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That's either. a Gaspar Noe film. Yeah, it didn't didn't look like a horror movie, but I don't know. So I have an asterisk next to that and a few more. Um, Ms. 45 is a rape revenge film. Yeah. But I don't think that they they take you to horror places with it they i mean it's definitely got some crazy stuff going on but and a lot of violence but no i don't yeah i'm not sure that one's kind of on the on the edge there yeah how about me how about um a clockwork orange Mm, say so i wouldn't put that under yeah yeah, with, uh, you know, considering that psychological stuff and violent stuff can kind of cross the line and go into horror, I don't know that that counts for me. Um, Dressed to Kill from 1980. Um, and here's a maybe. Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. I don't know. That might cross the line. I think that's line. horror. I get, you could probably call that horror. Um, Lost Highway, another Lynch film. Uh Let's be clear. All David Lynch films are almost kind of horror, even when they're not trying to be. But that one—I think Lost Highways is horror. There's some weird stuff going on, but yeah, um, I think it's pretty creepy that uh, somebody you know sends you a videotape and that's inside your house while you're asleep. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. That's I think creepy enough to make the rest of the movie horror. Yeah. Now let's be clear. My list is not, this ain't horror. It's, is it even horror? Um, so I am asking the question, uh, but yeah, that one probably does cross that line into so much darkness and weirdness that it is horror. Um, this one, I think I've watched part of, but didn't watch the whole thing. Requiem for a dream. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that would be more drama than... Yeah, psychological drama stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll agree with you there. How about uh, Valhalla Rising? Never saw it. Not seen that one. I haven't either, and I have an asterisk next to it, but but my understanding of it and the description of it sounds to me like that may not be a horror movie, and it's on my... I'm questioning this list and the vanishing from 1988. Yeah. So that was a crime film. Yeah. 
Yeah, not all crime films are horror, but some of them are, and I'm not sure that one is. Uh, so that's all the stuff that I called into question. Um, but the fun exercise we were going to do for this one was to uh, uh, come up with something that belongs on their list that wasn't on it, and then maybe watch something from the list that we hadn't seen. So, Julian, what did you pick? Uh, of the ones I hadn't seen? Yeah, I watched uh, Day of the Beast. How was that? Uh, yeah, it was all right. Um, let's see. Uh, I watched it a while ago. So this is uh, a priest goes to Madrid two days before Christmas, and he's on a sin spree. <laughs> uh, he wants he wants to completely corrupt his own soul in order to prevent Ooh. the apocalypse. Um, uh yeah i i'm not sure what what his plan is but anyway he he like a he he walks around like ripping off money from beggars and stuff like that and uh he doesn't seem too bothered by what he's doing so i didn't i wasn't bothered by it um he didn't seem he he didn't he wasn't suffering for what he's doing um he uh when he gets into madrid he uh he hooks up with this uh heavy metal fan who runs this like basement record store and uh you see lots of uh fun posters around but he's like this cliche metal guy he's this kind of dumb fat guy um he hangs out with it's just so just too much of a cliche for me um went on too long it's now 45 uh, it's got good photography and cast, and and uh, I like the soundtrack as well. Um, watch out for the rabbit butchery. Mm. Um, yeah. As far as these, uh, it, it reminded me of uh, that witching and bitching movie, which isn't on the list. Right. Which I, mm. I found uh, much more fun. That was uh, <laughs> so yeah. uh, ridiculous and. Uh, enjoyable uh yeah this one went went on way too long witching and that bitching was my big complaint with it i watched the same one. Oh, you did mm-hmm. yeah um everything i everything else i picked was not available and uh so i ended up on that one because it was available on tubi and <laughs> i liked the uh i liked the priest character i kind of liked the uh uh, the setup, I guess. I was never really clear of what his plan was. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it went on too long. I didn't mind the fat, dumb, heavy metal guy. I wish he had been a little more, I don't know, a little more over the top. He seemed a little boring for a heavy metal guy. Mm-hmm. Or who they were supposed to, you know, who he's supposed to be in this movie. Um, but yeah, my main complaint was that it just went on too long. I enjoyed it up until I think they started running from the cops and they were climbing out onto the, yes. onto the side of the building. And it was like, Oh, this, okay, where's this going? And then there was this whole long scene where the cops are chasing them and they interrupt a, a meeting of Nostradamus enthusiasts <laughs> and it just, 
I kind of lost the plot at that point. I was like, wait, why are they here? Who are these people again? Why, why is this important? And I felt that the, uh, the actual villains in it, the, uh, people who are going around and, uh, beating up homeless people and setting them on fire was mentioned briefly in the beginning, but mm-hmm. didn't really tie to the rest of the movie. I thought they, they could have made more of that. Um, was, I assume the ending was that those people were aligned with the devil. Yes. Um, but it wasn't super clear. Uh, I don't know. Um, Part of me liked it, part of me, you know, didn't. Uh, right off the bat, they have somebody, uh, they have the priest trying to confess to future sins, which even I, as a non-Catholic, knows you can't do that. So, <laughs> I, you know, on one hand, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this is good, this is fun, but I didn't... I think it needed to go further, and I think you brought you bringing up witching and bitching is is a great uh, contrast because that that was a fun movie, and this this didn't have that. It just kind of went on and on and then sort of ran out of steam. If they had built to something big at the end, I think uh, I think it could have worked better. Yeah, yeah. Um... Witching and bitching comes out comes out of the gate so strong because you get this uh, this little bit of setup and then all of a sudden there's a jewelry store robbery. The guy who is dressed up as a living statue of Jesus Christ with a crown of thorns all of a sudden is hanging out of a speeding car with a twelve gauge shotgun firing at people. I mean, yeah, you know if you if you want to let people know your point of view. <laughs> And with the momentum of the movie, there it is right there. Yeah. <laughs> and let's be clear for me, like that three to five minutes of the movie, whatever it is, that scene, um, that's, that would be worth the price of admission if the whole rest of the movie wasn't any good, but it really is. Yes. Oh, yeah. So much fun. Yeah. And I mean, they, I've never seen a horror movie that made the Venus of Villendorf into a, monster yeah (laughs) yeah spoilers yeah well what are you gonna do you if you didn't watch if you didn't listen to that episode and watch that movie then uh whoops we spoiled it yeah was there anything else on the list that you were that uh like you said you couldn't find it available to watch anywhere was there anything else that really got your curiosity will I wanted to watch The Innocence just because I haven't seen it. Oh, yes. And it was one of those that was, you know, like, how have I not watched that one yet? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and uh, I'm going to butcher it, but uh, what is it? Where is it? Oh, jeez, oh, can't find it now. But um, anyway. So ha- have you seen? Um, oh, well, look, whoops! Hold on a sec. Um, oh, Un Chien Andalou. I don't think I. Oh, have... the uh, Goodwill film. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah, from 1929. I have still not seen that. Oh. And I feel like I should have by now. Just the eyeball slicing. We've seen that part over That's all I've over. ever seen. Yeah. yeah, it's only half an hour or so, isn't it? Yeah, it's not very long, but I couldn't find it, of course. I mean, if I had spent a little more time, I probably could have. Uh, but it wasn't available, you know, on any of the streaming services. So it's not out there officially, but it's probably out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah I've got it on it. disc. Yeah. Yeah, the, and uh, did you notice that the ring is on here twice? Uh, one's the Japanese one, isn't it? They don't differentiate them. It's not Ringu. It hmm. says Ring 2002, and then the next one is the Ring 2002. Hmm. They have the same poster. Well, they could they could have glitched it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I like, imagine like, what they mean is Ringu and and the Ring. Yes. But um uh, one of one of the movies on here that I've had this conversation with Ziggy a couple of times when we were at work uh Trick or Treat from 07, the anthology mm-hmm. one. Um this thing is just overrated. I'm sorry that that not everyone agrees with that. I don't I don't know why it's such a darling to so many people. But for as much stuff as they get right with atmosphere and maybe something the characters are doing, maybe character design, creature design, uh, special effects, for everything they get right, there's so much other stuff that's just either stupid, clumsy, or boring. I, I just, I'm not on board with it. You know, I I will say Tales of Halloween worked a little better for me. And, you know, and my opinion's still not great, but trick or treat. Overrated. Stop it. <laughs> so, it's a classic example of that uh, movie Halloween where like the whole town is decked out. Oh, yeah. The streets are just full of kids and costume. Oh, yeah. Every house is completely decorated, com- just entirely yeah. from the... So it's one you can stick on and watch that that stuff and, and then you know, go and do your own trick and treat. And right. Have it in the background. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel like if uh, if I had my way, the entire neighborhood would get on board, you know. But they don't; they just never do. There's always one or two crazy houses on the block, and you've got one across from me, Jolian, don't you? Crazy house. The where they go. Uh, with... Yeah, we used to. She's um, yeah, she's she's had a baby and stopped that stuff. Uh, kids ruin Uh-oh. everything. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe when the, maybe when their shitty kid is old enough to appreciate Halloween, they'll bring it back. But the uh, the family next to us uh, does uh, a theme costume every year, so they'll all dress up as Batman characters or Star Wars characters or something. Nice. Yeah, yeah my my friend Dave in in uh, Spokane, he he is that house where he fully decorates, and I am too, but. Uh, fully decorates the front of the house and uh, has full-size candy bars for the kids and uh, booze for the adults. If they, want, if they want a cold beer or a cocktail, he will hook them up. Nice. <laughs> but he's, he's just that guy. Uh, he's the kind of guy that when people meet him, they immediately like him and everybody knows him. He's just a, a cool dude. And 
very unassuming. And uh, he, of course, has that house, he and his wife, Carrie. Um, but yeah, I, I put the, uh, the four-foot-tall cats and the fire pots and some lights and paper decorations in the windows and sometimes the little blow-molded lanterns. I put all that stuff up, and uh, I was surprised this last year to get as many kids at the door as we did. You know, I ended up giving almost all the candy away. Yeah, that's impressive because I would have thought, uh, you know, this year it wouldn't have been very popular again because of COVID. But Right. But I think kids were over it. After a year of being trapped in your house with kids, you know, you're not... <laughs> you're like, eh, go get COVID. And <laughs> <laughs> load them up in the minivan and drive them around. Go get some candy. <laughs> if you guys will just shut up. Um. I should tell you guys which movie I picked that uh, I was able to find or chose to watch uh, from the from the list. And I kind of surprised myself when I was being honest with myself. I, I think I've watched all of Argento stuff. I don't think I ever did watch Deep Red. And I was right when I watched it. Uh, I've probably seen fragments of it and scenes from it in enough documentaries and uh, hadn't really watched it. And... Oh boy, I got to say, for as much as there was a lot of drama slash sort of action stuff that in between the kills, you know, there were some dry spells in between kills. As much as there was some of that, it was all worth it for the necklace in the elevator decapitation scene at the end. (laughs) Yeah. That's my favorite argent. Yeah. Yeah. That is an awesome Argento. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it it uh, it worked on on all all the usual giallo levels, you know. And and of course, Argento did the close ups with the hands with the leather gloves doing the killings. Uh huh. He, he did all those himself, so he knew it was going to be done right. But uh, and it's probably got the most likable couple in it. Yeah. In his films, yeah. they're they're funny and likable and got chemistry. Yeah. It's uh, Dario Nicolodi and David Hemmings. Yeah. 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 They're, they're totally cool and likable. So when they're, they're just kind of hanging out and going from place to place and there's no killings going on, you, you, it's not miserable. It's, it's a little bit of a dry spell a couple of times, but for the most part, the plot keeps moving forward and, uh, we get dramatic endings and, uh, one, one of the great twists of, Mystery cinema. Yeah, yeah, we we do we do have the twist revealed at the end. Um, there was Jolene. I don't know if you heard this or not, but uh, well, first of all, I should mention this has a ninety three percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really good. Uh, not that we live and die by what they say, but we've uh, we've seen some movies that were much lower in rating. Uh, Jolie, and I don't know if you heard about this or if you heard about it either, Will, but uh, in 2010, George A. Romero was contacted by Claudio Argento to direct a 3D remake of Deep Red, which, mm. which Claudio said would also in, involve Dario. Uh, Romero showed some interest in the film. However, after contacting Dario, who said he knew nothing about the remake, Romero declined. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, he's 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 on board. 
what do you say? Mm-hmm. It's like, let me give him a call. Yes. Oh. Um, but uh, in 2007, Argento directed a musical theater adaptation of Deep Red with music by Claudio Simonetti. And uh, the role of Marcus was played by Michel Altieri, who I don't remember who that is. Um, I could look that up. He is an Italian actor, singer, and musician. Handsome guy. So I would rather see Evil Dead the musical, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Deep Red, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. And Yeah, that's a good one. And you also hadn't seen uh, Eyes Without a Face. Yeah, that's on my list too, 1960. Um, I have not seen that one either. Oh, well, well come and pick up the, uh, the Blu-ray and and okay. It. And, and as a, a totally fair swap, we'll drop off Halloween Kills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally fair. Yeah. So, um, in our own, uh, is that enough? Is that enough to say about the the Fangoria three hundred list? Well, you you also said uh, there was a a favorite of yours that should have been on it, which wasn't. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that one. Um, pretty obvious to me that they missed Dog Soldiers. And, and which was out there and available as of when this list came out in September of 2013. Uh, Dog Soldiers is a great werewolf movie. Uh, the the creature design, the special effects, everything looks really good. The the practical effects, the gore. Uh, I like the acting. Uh, there was one silly. What was the character? Uh, they named a character Bruce Campbell, which I thought was funny. <laughs> But, uh, you know, sometimes movies do that where they name all the professors after horror directors or the street names are all horror directors names or something. But uh, we'll let them have that one. That's probably the the one silly or clumsy thing about the movie is that they named the guy like it was a corporal or something. Corporal Bruce Campbell or something. But uh, this this one is, uh, Jolien, you sent me a a link that they are able to do a proper restoration on this one. On Dog, yeah. They're, Dog they're working on it. Yeah. It's uh, should be out. Oh, oh, that's good. Yeah. So did they find a negative or a print? Do you know? I think it's, I don't think it's the negative. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I've, uh, I, they've got a good quality when they're working on it. Which is great because if they, because I think they just had like a second generation print and you either need the original negative or a good first generation. Yeah. Undamaged. Yeah. Into positive or something. Yeah. So it can only get better. You know, the, what's out there is decent, not great. It's a little muddy. It is. Yeah. A lot gets lost in the darker scenes and there are a lot of dark scenes. But uh, that one, for any listeners who aren't familiar, <clears throat> is about some uh, some military guys in Scotland who are out on some uh, training exercises, so they don't have live ammo, and they come across some other military guys who've been slaughtered, and they are immediately very concerned, and it's pretty terrifying, and they end up holed up in a house in the woods, and uh, I think they've, uh, at this point, taken the live rounds away from the slaughter scene. So now they do have live rounds for their weapons. 
and uh, they're discovering uh, what the slaughter was all about, is that werewolves are real, in short. <laughs> so um, what a way to find out. But uh, it, I, I looked up the kill count, but it is kind of a spoiler to talk about it with, you know, to read it off. But werewolves and humans alike do get killed in this movie. Yes. So there's that. Does the werewolf die? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I should mention that there is some animal cruelty in Deep Red. Be warned, there is a oh, yes. a lizard that, that has been punctured through its body with a nail or a pin or something. And it's, um, I don't believe that was fake. No, no. Um, pretty much if you watch an Italian horror movie from the, from the seventies through the eighties, you're probably going to run into an animal being killed. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it's just what happens. Yeah. You just have to think to yourself, that lizard was alive in 1973. It'd be dead by now anyway. Right. Now, turtles, on the other hand, not true. Turtles, on the other hand, yes. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. If you get a kid a turtle, that turtle's going to outlive that kid. So for any parents listening, that's a sad fact, but it's true. <laughs> Your kid's going to die of old age and that turtle's going to be like, so who's going to feed me worms now? <laughs> so who do I give salmonella to now? <laughs> right. Whose fingers do I bite off? Uh, so, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, other than that, uh, was there anything else about the Fangoria 300 list before we Yes. Move? Let's hear Clearly, they're missing the greatest Thanksgiving horror film of all time, Blood Rage. <laughs> Blood Rage. You know... Uh, they're also missing Christmas Evil is one I would put on there. Good point. And uh, then I'd round it out with the third holiday film, Mother's Day. Oh. You know, so. I would take away the children, um, uh, Kingdom of the Spiders, Pumpkinhead, Triangle, Squirm. I would take away all those for your movies to get on this list, Will. Did you write down any, Jolian? Yeah, there's, there's some of other ones I haven't seen. Uh, there's a there's a few that like, I just I don't feel like ever seeing. Uh, <laughs> there's one called In a Glass Cage, which is about a Nazi child killer. And uh, yeah, there's one. Uh, there's a couple by the same director. There's one called uh, The Living and the Dead, which is about uh, a dying man and. Uh, who's being tormented by his son. And then there's he, the same director did red, white, and blue, which is about a dying mother, uh, being tormented by children, the sick huh. son. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to watch those. Um, uh, my favorite version of the, uh, La Llorona legend is curse of the crying woman. That's not on there. Hmm. Uh, everyone's favorite not so Hong Kong movie Boxer's Omen is not on there yes <laughs> uh, and then I'm depending on what, um, how recent you want to go uh, Noroi is not on there um, Witching and Bitching as mentioned uh, there's no Indonesian horror films on there uh, but uh, I Depending on how recent you want to go, Impetigor should be on there, I think. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, but overall, I think it's a very good list. Yeah. Yeah. It, it at least gets you pointed in a good direction, even if, mm -hmm. uh, even if some of the stuff is a little misguided. Um, in our own, since we did our last, uh, a milestone episode, which was episode 200. We did a bit of a retrospective then. And, uh, and I thought, you know, what I should do to be fair to uh, Fangoria and the 300 list would be to go down a list of, <clears throat> would be to go down a list of some things that we covered since episode 200 and maybe uh, list off some things that were pretty cool that I'm glad we watched some stuff that was, uh, I would say, objectively awful. And then a few movies maybe we were split on. So if you guys will indulge me, I'll read a few of them to you. Sure. All right. All right. So some movies that we all enjoyed, if I remember correctly. Uh, episode 205, we covered One Cut of the Dead. This mm. great Japanese zombie movie that has such a twist that we couldn't believe it. Um, uh, yeah, we recommended that one. Yeah. 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 I'm glad that we watched that one. That was a good one. I've recommended that to a lot of people. Um, yeah. Yeah. And usually you hear back from people after something like that and they're like, Hey, I'm glad you recommended it. Yeah. Um, episode 209, we covered Midsummer, which, uh, yeah. I could have easily overlooked, you know, it's like, Oh, whatever. It looks too brightly lit. I don't know if I want to watch that. Is it really going to be? No, it was great. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, some of the visuals in that movie. Oh boy, the the, uh, the big head whacking mallet that they had ready at the bottom of that cliff. Oh, I I remembered the uh, the main one that uh, surprised me wasn't on the list. Uh, it was Vampire from nineteen thirty two. That's right. The first version of Camilla. Yeah. Yeah. Old dryer film. Yeah. How was that not on that list? Yeah, yeah. I, they had Nosferatu on there, didn't they? Both of them. Yeah, they had both. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Klaus Kinski one was on there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Uh, episode two twenty eight. We we covered uh, Pie Wacket. Yes. Which uh, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah, that one. Uh, that was kind of a sleeper hit. I'm, good uh, folk horror. Very surprised yeah. by it. Now. Episode 233, we covered The Mummy. Not your favorite one, Will, but the one with Karloff in it from 1932. Oh. Yeah. Not, not the one with that little guy. Um, and then episode 254, we covered Coherence, which uh, was that one with the dimensional split. The... Which we had covered twice, which is funny. Yeah, we did cover it twice because it was, it was so nice. Because it's Coherence. Yeah. So... It... It's kind of an in joke. Yeah. So yeah, there were our doppelgangers were covered it. Yeah. Then we covered it. Um, some that I think were objectively bad that we didn't like, or that had so many faults that we couldn't get behind them. Uh, Doctor Sleep, episode, <clears throat> episode two hundred eight. We covered that one. Uh, episode two eighteen. We covered Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Wow. Oh boy. We knew it wasn't horror, but we covered it because why not? Uh, it's up there with the Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh, it, yeah, as far as made for TV. Um, 
I will say the one good thing that came out of it was when we decided to make the Black Ace Freely cocktails. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. At least you got a good recipe out of it. And I got, yeah. a, I got a terrible recipe out of it. <laughs> uh, Bloodbeat, <laughs> episode 247. Yes. Bloodbeat is an awesome film. I will, mm-hmm. I'll put that on the list there. <laughs> okay. It's a great regional Wisconsin horror movie. Wisconsin samurai horror movies, which is a subgenre that you really got to get into. Uh-huh. Um, episode 252, Demon Wind. Hey. Um, yeah, that was just awful. That's a bad movie. Yeah. And Will, you might you might have some sentimental feelings about this one, but episode 261, we covered The Pit from 1981. Yeah, yeah. I like that one. You did like Not that great. one. Not great. But, yeah. I, I oh, I'm sorry, cat. Oh, you got the cat invasion. And finally, on the objectively not great or bad, Ganja and Hess was just kind of disjointed and just didn't do anything as much as yeah, I... Yeah, that's one that I'm glad that uh, Spike Lee remade. Yeah, and I'm... The thing about it is... I wanted to like it. I went into it with an open mind and it just didn't pick a direction is the, the problem. And, and I love Dwayne Jones from night of living dead, but yeah. Uh, and his acting was perfectly fine, but the story and the direction was like, what are you doing? Um, I think we were split on episode two fifty. I think we were split on Oculus. I think I liked it and you both didn't. Yeah. I didn't I, care for that one. Or did you like yeah. this? Jolien? I think it's one of the better ones from a director, was Michael it? Doherty, isn't it? Yeah. Um, as haunted mirror movies go, this was a better one. Mm. <laughs> but, Will, you didn't like it at all. No, I don't remember liking that one. That was the Flanagan, right? Flanagan, that's it. Was it Flanagan? Okay. Yeah, I think that was his first one. Okay. Which... Uh, I didn't like, but I will have to say Midnight Mass was was fantastic this year. So, all right, I've I'm heard... I'm on the fence with Flanagan. It's Doctor Sleep is crap, and then he puts out something like Midnight Mass, which you know, I, I gotta really wonder good. is the source material maybe not just just not great with um, Doctor Sleep? I never read the book, so I don't know. That is exactly I think the problem because. That villain in that movie, Hattie the Hat or whatever, is not not a good villain. Yeah, yeah, Hattie McDaniel wasn't that her name? <laughs> no, I believe that was <laughs> that was the lady from Gone with the Wind. Yes. Okay. A Denver native. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, actually, I don't believe she was born in Denver, but she grew up in Denver. Yeah. Well, we get we still get to claim Pam Greer, so that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, and Don Cheadle. Yeah, we got Don Cheadle. Um, in episode 279, we covered Vamp. I liked it. I think uh, I think you both didn't, if I remember right. Yeah, I didn't care for that one. Yeah. Well, that's all I have from our, uh, our most recent 100 episodes. But... Uh, I gotta say, we're we're going into February. This will drop on the uh, first or the second, whatever. 
And that means we've got Valentine's horror gotta happen. So do you guys uh, have any feelings about that? It's also Black History Month. It is also that. Mm. And uh, if we want to get something that'll drop on or before Valentine's Day, we could maybe pick something for that. Okay. The next time I pick a movie, I really want to do The Hitcher. Yeah. So, so Jolien, we got to get... That's being restored as well. Which is great. I'm glad they're doing that. It's on HBO and, uh, well, we'll say, we'll talk about it off air, but yeah, we'll get you in Jolien. We know a guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, if either of you can think of any romantic related horror or specifically Valentine's related horror, uh, with we'll a black th- couple, with a black couple, <laughs> or at least a black lead. Right. <laughs> then, uh, then we'll just, Cover it all in one episode and take the rest of February off. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool. Well, it's good to see your faces again and uh, get back on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our next unscheduled break hopefully won't be that long. It was a bit of a bit of a, a wait, I'm sure, for our fan. Yes. Well, I missed it. Yeah, we. I did. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. We we do this because we're having a good time. If anyone else listens in and has a good time, also, then hey, that's a win. But uh, <laughs> we don't get paid for this. We just do this for fun. You guys aren't getting paid for this. Oh, are you getting a check? <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, getting a check. I have to. Co- I have to talk to accounting. This is the only time I get to speak to anybody outside of this house <laughs> man we got to get right? you out isn't it crazy we got to get you out more yeah no, i can't well when we finally get omicron to the point where we had delta before omicron showed up then maybe we could we could all <laughs> record in person again uh, and then someone yeah. else will screw it up or we could get together and watch halloween kills oh yes. man hey as soon as the weather's nice we're doing movies out on the patio on the big screen Right. Yeah. We still got to get a few things dialed in about it to get the picture just right, but it's so nice. Yeah. To just stare at a screen that isn't the television. Bigger screen. Yeah. Get it on the bigger screen. Uh, was there well, anything else you want to cover before we get out of here? Yeah, I want to I want to uh recommend a podcast I've been listening to called Dark Histories. Dark Histories. Yeah, uh, run by a guy named Ben something. Starts with a C. I can't remember. Cutter? Cutner? I don't remember. But uh, Dark Histories, he uh, deals with, like, legends and uh, uh, sometimes it's the supernatural. Sometimes it's, you know, historic crimes. Uh, Pretty good. You know, Uh, uh, it... uh, I picked it to, to go to sleep to at night and it's too interesting. So it does not work for me to fall asleep to because I find myself struggling to stay awake to hear the end of these stories. Um, yeah, just, uh, just good fun little podcasts. They're about an hour long. Um, he does a, a, 
double episode every Christmas called Christmas Campfires, where they have people call in and talk, uh, tell ghost stories. Very nice. Um, he's he's a British <laughs> uh, presenter, so uh, he also uh, occasionally reads an M.R. James story. Oh, yes. Uh, so he had an episode on M.R. James. I haven't gotten to that one yet, but... Um, you know, there was one on the uh, Cardiff Giants. I don't know if you're familiar with the Cardiff Giants. Yes. That was always a thing that I loved as a child. I, just, a, I was fascinated with that stupid story. They go into M.R. James and the, the Christmas horror tradition uh, on, that, on that folk horror documentary. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. I will definitely check that out. That sounds awesome. That's really cool. So yeah, check out Dark <clears throat> Histories if you're into a podcast that's uh, I don't know deals with some of the weirder stuff. Yeah, I'm, out there. I'm actually opening my phone and putting it in the search in the podcast app that I use. Yeah, there's I believe a couple that you share that title. Um, the one uh, I'm speaking of is. Uh, Got a tan cover with like a black butterfly. It's the first one that comes up. So there it yeah. is. Cool. I just pulled Excellent. that up. I'll check it out. Yeah. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of Astonishing Legends. And uh, the two hosts of that one go on very deep dives into subjects of uh, the paranormal, the mysterious, the unsolved. And uh, I mean, they'll cover like the disappearance of Amelia Earhart. And, and they'll talk about... Uh, resurrection mary or the patterson gimlin film and they just go sometimes three episodes or more like hour and a half two hour episodes so if you yeah like, it if, sounds like this is sort of the same yeah they might be friends <laughs> they may be or yeah. enemies they could be or worse yet frenemies Ooh. <clears throat> so yeah that's that's another good one for people who uh who like the deep dives on the weird subjects yeah. When you get tired of listening to friends talking about horror movies, <laughs> you can listen to people who do deep research. Never. You have 300 episodes to go through. That's true. And If you listen to all 300 of them, we'll give you the lost episode. Yeah. Maybe. That should have been 299. Yeah. We might just do that someday. <laughs> um, it was about concordance, isn't it? <laughs> yes <laughs> coherence the third time we've covered it mm. yeah um anything else before we get out of here uh, i don't think so cool well let's uh nothing for me let's come back with some romantic horror or something next time all right and then okay. we'll, we'll 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 address black history month in our in our uh maybe we could do um uh, some coverage of that uh, horror noir. Um, this the second installment of that one that's on Shutter. Oh, okay. I didn't know there was a second installment. Yeah, so maybe we could talk Perfect. about talk about both of those. That might be kind of a cool thing because there's a lot of great insight in those. So, all right, listeners, welcome back and thank you for listening. Stay off the moors.